Hey, Whitney. Hey, Katie, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing so good. It's been quite a while since we have chatted. It has been. Did you have a good break? I did. I really did. I think I maybe underestimated um, the amount of work I was going to be able to get done with everybody at home. Um, so yeah, I just, I reframed my thinking and just enjoyed the time with my family. What about you guys? Likewise, you know, we just get some good family time and enjoying the holidays. We were busy with shows and entertaining and then getting ready for the competition season. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys actually just went to your very first competition. Was it last weekend? Yes. So we got back late Sunday night. Um, and as we're recording, I'm sewing a new pair of point shoes because as one does at those competitions, you go through quite a few. And yeah, YAGP Tampa was a wonderful first competition of the year. Awesome. Tell me more. What was so great about it? We went to Tampa, and one of the things I really loved was that YAGP has the gala every year in Tampa. So it's the stars of today meet stars of tomorrow, and they do a performance on Saturday evening at the um, Strauss Center that is just unbelievably inspiring. So they have YAGP alumni who are currently touring internationally with uh, professional companies come and do some variations and some contemporary pieces. And then they have invited a few competitors from YAGP who are, I think the youngest was 12. Um, and I'm not sure how old. And then the oldest in the senior division also performed. And it was just absolutely beautiful. Nice. That's incredible. I think because um, it is a focus on like what could possibly come next, not just like what are you working for right now, like connecting dance to career and beyond. That's really cool. I loved it. I think that, you know, watching Quinn watch the performance, Quinn being my 12 year old, um, it was really like eye-opening for her she doesn't get to see that like caliber of dance every day and I think it really did make it feel like this could be possible yeah well and Quinn is in such kind of a speaking of Quinn being 12 let's let's segue let's segue so I feel like you guys are probably right in the middle of Quinn is becoming a teenager Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the last, like I, it happens different for every dancer. Um, and what I'm talking about is, um, maturation, like from child, like leaving childhood, becoming a teen and how that impacts like you as a parent on competition day. Huge. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, um, just about like, how do you support Quinn? Cause she's a preteen. So how do you support Quinn kind of going into these weekends? Like what does she need from you as a parent? Oh, wow. Um, a lot. And then, <laughs> and then I think, you know, every relationship's different. So what works for us might not work for someone else and what works for us in one competition setting might not work in another competition setting. So I think the number one thing, if I had to pick one thing, it would be mental flexibility. 
is something that Quinn really needs from me as a parent above all else. She needs mm-hmm. me to be mentally flexible to absorb the unknown and kind of shield her from that on competition day. She needs me to be able to pivot and really not take things personally. Like I'm there as her support person. So one of the ways I remain mentally flexible is I do a lot of preparation in the beginning. I like to give Quinn independence and not have to like helicopter her on competition day by being uber prepared a week in advance. So like one of the things that I did this year was I got one of those hanging accessory bags from Amazon. So it's like 36 little zipper compartments. It's double-sided, it hangs. And I basically made her a ballet tackle box and I got my little P-touch labeler and I labeled every single thing from bobby pins, safety pins, straight pins, extra elastics, extra ribbon, rosin, lamb's wool, bunion stickers, um, lipstick, eyelash glue, eyelashes, uh, multiple sized engaged earrings, aspirin. I mean, everything. It's a ballet tackle box that's hanging and it's all labeled. And so like one of the things like Quinn gets frustrated about is like, oh, I don't know if I have this stuff. And so like to not like be like, oh, you have it. And like both be in the bag and rooting and like um, energy ramping. We just like have the, you know, like little hanging CVS and she can go there and look at the labels and it's there. Um, so that's one of the ways I try to be present for her is just to be super organized and then let her manage it on her own. I also got a bunch of like garment bags. And so I organized all of her costumes per clear garment bag and each clear garment bag had its separate compartment. So I got out my P-Touch labeler and I labeled every single component to her costumes and I put them on like the different clear sections so that we didn't have to like pack and repack and like second guess each other. It was like, are the block dance socks in that bag? It's labeled block socks. I see block socks, move on. And so that was really helpful. And then I realized that you can't be everything to your child. And so going with a coach and going with teammates who are really supportive was a priority for me. I like that. So what you're doing is you are showing Quinn how to alleviate stress on competition day or what, I mean, we're talking about dance skills or life skills, right? So Mm -hmm. any big day, like taking the time to prepare when you're not frantic, going through the checklist, really demonstrating that if you just take a little bit of time, mm-hmm. it's going to make your day so much smoother. And then, you know, as a mom, like you're always the one that knows that in the side pocket of the left side of the bag in the very bottom underneath the lipstick, it, like that's mom knowledge. And so like creating a system that gives her autonomy and keeps the energy level down is freaking brilliant. So how did it work out? So it worked out really well. And I was very proud of myself because one of the things we do in the coaching sessions with my clients in my day job is we work to reduce decision fatigue on game day. So the fewer amount of decisions that you have to make saves your brain power for the higher level performance. And so that's what I was trying to do. Give Quinn autonomy, um, alleviate any kind of decision fatigue and um, give her like the 
knowledge that I trust her. Like, I don't have to go double check her work because I've already done like the labeling and the organizing and I know it's there. Just the visual glance tells me that she has what she needs. It worked really well. It was one of the best game days that we've had. And, you know, also having a game plan before game day on like who's doing what makeup, who's doing what, what hair, like what components of the makeup are going to be done by whom, what palette are we using? Like we really left nothing up to chance. We just followed script. That was great. She had a great performance. I was super proud of her. The thing with ballet is that you can watch something technically beautiful and see no flaws and a dancer is going to experience the performance in their own way. And so you never know what their reaction is going to be to their performance um, until you see them. So I was really glad when I saw Quinn that she was as happy with her performance as I was. Um, and that was really great. 100%. And I want to go back because I want to hang out in the the preparation for a couple minutes because I feel like one of the things that I hear the most in my own studio when we're doing photo shoots um, is I can't believe my child is so cooperative for your hair and makeup artist because every time that we go to competition, it's a freaking fight and, you know, it's just so hard and it's such a struggle. And how is it that she can sit there and, you know, let this person do her hair without any issue? And when you were speaking about like with you and Quinn, it's truly not about the lipstick. It's truly not about who's doing what. It's about control. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like as Quinn has gotten older, like you've had to really work on your own expectations of control of the day? 100%. Yeah. And also like outside of ballet but like life skills I also know that I am the safest person for her to take her emotions out on even like even though that's you know a great position I know we have trust I know I'm a safe person I also know that sometimes letting out unpleasant or high energy emotions isn't the best energetic state for a performer before they go onto stage and so removing myself and the the access to me helps her stay fully present and regulated. Yeah. I remember when I look back on dance competitions, you know, like memories are so weird. It's like the the bad memories or the really like sometimes the negative experiences like are so like concrete in our brain that all of the good stuff that happens all the rest of the time is just like static. Do you know what I mean? Like the things that stand out are like those big emotional experiences. And I just remember like fighting with my mom on competition day. Like by the time that we got home, everybody was just emotionally exhausted because like it is emotionally exhausting anyway. Like it's a high energy scenario. And then like, I just remember like my mom trying to brush my hair and do the thing. And I'm like mad because she's hurting my head. Like it's just, I think there's so like what you're saying is so spot on moms take the brunt of the anxiety of the whole day. Oh yeah. I just put that together. It wasn't the brushing. It wasn't anything. It's I'm feeling really nervous and anxious and oh my God, I'm going to output it onto you because I don't know how to manage this. And you're the one person that I know will forgive me. hundred percent. Gosh, that's big. Like dance skills are life skills. How do you regulate your own self Mm -hmm. in these high energy high 
um, I don't know, pressure. like high, high pressure. pressure. Yeah. That's intense, so good. Intense, high energy moments. And, you know, a, a lot of it is like, you can point it out once in the moment. Like you can point it out once. And then you have to have mental flexibility and roll with it and be like, okay, we're going to put a pin in this and we're going to come back to this after game day. We're going to come back to this after competition day. I love like, so I love looking at dance skills as life skills, right? Because when you're in the moment with your child, and I really want to speak to this from the parenting standpoint, because I think that that's where our listeners mostly are like, not, not how do I help my child navigate? Like, how do I help my own self (laughs) navigate? Because it's really freaking hard. And Mm -hmm. when we look at dance skills as life skills, when we go down into that reactive, I'm fighting with my kid, trying to get her hair in the ponytail and whatever, like we have lost the moment. Like we lost it. Oh, we lost it. Yeah. I, you know, and I'm not going to um, like pretend like everything was like rainbows and sunshine. It was a tough weekend. First of all, Tampa is a tough city. Like it had amazing talent. Like you know, and that's the thing about ballet competitions is like, you have to go to a ballet competition with the mindset of like, I'm going up against myself. Like, mm-hmm. all did I do last year? I'm going up with, you know, the desire to have this own personal milestone. You cannot go into a ballet. Co- I mean, because it, it is hard and it's unforgiving. Like it's technical. But, you know, and then you go into a place like Tampa and it's like, I mean, there's a lot of great talent, right? So like, it's a hard weekend and and, and it's great. I was so proud of our Savannah girls. They looked wonderful, but um, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. Like we got through the competition without any incident and like a beautiful showing. And it was on masterclass day that we started to hit bumps on the road. And that for me was like my own learning curve where I was like, I was so focused on getting through competition and organizing for competition that I forgot how much pressure our little dancers put on themselves for class because that is really scary. It's unscripted, unchoreographed. It's not costumed. And they're being critiqued and judged. Um, you know, so that's where our nerves kicked in. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, I, I need to reset. Like, we're freaking out about the hair because we're going to class. And I thought we were out of the woods. But yeah, yeah, the whole weekend is high intensity. You know, what's so funny, too, about like parenting just in general. So my kids are three and about to be four. And you have kids that are little too. So you remember, and you're in the trenches of um, the emotional roller coaster of toddlerhood. It's really important. And you've heard me say this to the um, photographers that I coach, like you're in control of the energy and you cannot get sucked into the vortex of your child's energy, right? Because like their brain's not all developed. Like they don't, they're, they're not going to have the most rational, mature, regulated responses. And it's so easy to get sucked into that drama with them. Yeah. Especially because you're coming from a place of trust yourself, 
believe in yourself. You've got this. I trust you. You know, we have to, we're empowering them, but then we also have to like not become enmeshed. We have to be independent. So like in those moments, I'm always like, I need a break. So I'm going to go have a cup of coffee for a minute and then I'm going to come back. But you know, that the reality is that you don't always have that kind of time. You don't always have that luxury. And so you're dealing with someone whose energy is completely off balance than yours and you have to try to regulate them. Right. And that starts with regulating your own self. And that is the hardest part of parenting any child that I have experienced. Yeah. Like, wow. How do I guard myself from your vortex of emotional dysregulation? (laughs) Yeah. Without having you feel rejected. Yeah. So I guess my point is that, um, you know, when we're talking about how to navigate this competition season, you're navigating a whole bunch of other things too. So you're navigating your child is growing up Mm -hmm. and you're navigating maybe building your own toolbox so that you can be a leader and you can really reinforce the dance skills that are life skills, right? And there's just a lot going on. And so when we're talking about supporting dance parents through this, the first thing that they can do is to help their dancer prepare before the event. And I love this so much because like you were talking about, you know, the trust is there, you know, it's there because, Hey, guess what? If your daughter forgets the block socks, who has to go get them? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not just, I want to be in control. It's that I can't be fully present with you if I'm running back to the house to get the block socks. And then what does that do to the energy? Yeah. Mania. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mania. So in the morning when we were having a moment, you know, of just like, I don't know if I need to do this with my hair or that with my hair. It's always about the darn hair. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. It always comes back to the hair, but you know, it started, we started to like, you know, unravel. And in that moment, it's like, I can have all of the tools in my toolbox, but at the end of the day, I'm mom. And I couldn't wear multiple hats. That's not fair, right? And it's and it's unrealistic. So um, I am really grateful for our studio because I texted one of the teachers that I know my kid has really good rapport with. And that teacher like texted my kid and gave them like a big pep talk and like all was well with the world again, you know? So I think that one of the ways to prepare is to know that you're not an island to have that big community, to have people in place that like are going to be supports and cheerleaders and awake at 830 in the morning and, you know, available. And I think that that's something that we, when we talk about building community, that is so important because these are all opportunities for our children to learn something valuable about how to deal with situations like this. It's not about YAGP Tampa. I mean, it is, but it's not right? It's about learning the skills that are going to carry them forward to be successful later on in life. And if you look at it that way, the community becomes so important because so many people teach things in so many different ways. And when your child is shutting down, because there's that power dynamic between the mother, you know, the mother child dynamic, when we get into that power struggle, the dance teacher can come in and say, all right, Hey, let's get back in the game. Like, 
I love that. And if you are isolating yourself and saying, I'm the community, I'm the only community, we will not be communitying with other people, then you're really missing an opportunity to support your dancer learning those skills, I think. That's right. And I mean, it's really a decision on how many hats do you want to wear and what's best for your kid. I mean, every kid's different. Um, And for me, the thing that I really appreciated was that my kid did really well at competition. You know, like it was great. They did what they went to do and I'm proud of them. But you don't go to an event and then not go to class. I think that's for me, that's that's just not an option. Like you go and you take the master classes that are offered. Um, and so I'm really glad that like I had a teacher that reinforced that belief and that value and that you stay through awards. And it doesn't matter if you think that you placed or you didn't place or whatever you think, like you stay through awards to cheer on the other competitors and to respect the the weekend. Um, and those are two things that, you know, with support of a community were possible. And I love that you guys hit, and we talked about this with, with Hannah, like you have talked about your values and those values carry you through when things get tough, right? So I don't want to do whatever this thing is, but my value is this. So a person that values this does what? Right. Period. That's right. I don't care how you feel right now. You feel overwhelmed. Okay. I mean, I do care about it, but in this moment, we need to have the behavioral change. Yeah. And then yeah. when they get through to the other side, like they feel so good because they know that they can. They can. Yeah. That is a life skill. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about it, how do you feel about people who skip class? Okay. Do you want to feel that way about yourself in the next hour? No. Yeah. Okay. Then go to class. Yeah. Like you, you can push through when you feel overwhelmed because I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm sure every other adult and every other podcast, you know, all the people in the pod listening can think of a time that they had to push through when they were overwhelmed. Like, have you ever tried to get two toddlers ready to be somewhere on time? Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) That's such a small example, but like, I know when hits the fan, I can, I can dig deep and get the job done. That's right. And you don't know that until you practice that. Like these are the opportunities simply for them to practice that skill. Practice, And then they have evidence. Oh yeah. I am the kind of person who cheers on my teammates. Even if I have a rough day, I am the kind of person who stays till the end. I am the kind of person who is organized. I am the kind of person that goes out on stage and, you know, can persevere and be brave. Yeah. Cause you can tell them that all day long, like, Oh, you're brave. You're strong. You're smart. And you see all these videos on like social media where the kid is in the mirror doing the affirmations, but you know, affirmations without action, like affirmations without evidence is just something you're saying in the mirror. Like evidence makes you believe motion creates emotion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So number one, prepare yourself physically, prepare your things before competition day. I think number two is know what your dancer needs from you specifically on competition day and be okay to be flexible as that evolves. Number three, discuss the values that are important to you before, again, before you're in the environment so that when things get, if things go sideways, 
your actions support the values that are important to you. Right, because we're not doing these things with an expectation of result. Those are outside of our control. What's inside ah. of our control are our choices. Our, our con- we can control if we live by our values. If our values is to be a good sport, what do good sports do? Okay, so if that's our value, then what's our behavior? Do we care what the result is that was outside of our control? No. I love that because Katie, like if you're going to competition with the only goal being to win, you are missing something important. Correct. Yeah. So parents, I think like, and there's no shame in wanting to win. There is no shame in wanting your kid to do their best. There is no shame, you know, in, in any of it. The only thing is that there's so much more opportunity to really capitalize on these moments to help your kid turn into, you know, the type of grown up that you ultimately want them to be. And so don't get dragged down into the drama to the point that you just can't even like help facilitate these, these learning opportunities, I guess. And that's the thing. If your kid, like, especially at competitions that have a finals, right? So they have a qualifying round and then they have a finals. When you go to an event like that, if your child does not make finals, I know it's tempting to want to save the extra hotel night or to get an early start back into to town when you're driving long distance. But it's a free masterclass. It's a free coaching. You stay at finals and you watch who made it. What's their style? What's their choreography? Like find things that are inspiring, find things that you like. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, you know what? It kind of goes back to, to what Hannah was saying about how they see you. They see everything and everyone. And, you know, they may not know your financial circumstances and why you might want to save that extra hundred, whatever it is on the hotel and what you've got going on in your life. But they do see a person that didn't win and went home. Like, right. So is that the kind of person, dancer, participant that you want to be? They also see someone who didn't win and stays. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I mean, that was what was so incredible that Hannah was saying was like, you know, I wasn't the top winner overall star. I wasn't that person. And they remembered me from the classes. Katie, I think this content is, I think this content is so spot on. It's so good. I'm glad. Yeah. Because you know why? I think that our dance adults, like, I think this is going to resonate on such a different level with them, like how to have, how to also have a great experience and not just be the vehicle for their child to have a good experience. Does that make sense? Yes. And, you know, one of the things that always plays in my head, Whitney, um, over the past, you know, few weeks when I like think about our podcasts and I think about both like the dance adult life I have as a dance mom and then the professional life I have as a performance coach. I think back on our audition series where you're like one of the easiest things we can do as a parent when we're like holding all of the anxiety for our child is like to go out and just buy them the new leotard, buy them the new shoes, swipe the plastic 
and try to like feel like we're preparing them the best way we can. I totally see how that's a thing. And I've done it myself, right? Like that's why they have vendors at competitions. They know that's the market, but really intentionally setting up my dancer for success through the organization methods, through these conversations, through providing them with like very strategic ways to exercise autonomy and also like regulate their emotions is that's been my goal. That's been my way to like get the new Leo. I just love that. And I think that it would be such a good conversation to, you know, talk with some of the other folks that are involved on dance day on dance competition day, and just talk to them about like, like how are they helping the dancer kind of work through the day? Um, you know, what is important? What, how did they, okay. You know, what would be great is to hear from the dance teacher, like the roles that they feel are helpful for parents to play and the moments that they feel are more appropriate for parents to be spectators and go into the audience. Do you know what I mean? Like the line? Yes. I would love to hear more about that. I do too. I would love to hear more about that. I mean, I know, I, I know that each teacher and each company runs themselves a little differently. I know each parent child, like they just, you know, they have different expectations and stuff. I like to be involved. I know some parents that don't want to be involved. They're like, not on, not on dance day. Like here's their green light card. Here's their travel bag. I'm in the audience. Have fun. 100%. And um, yeah, I think that's a really good place to stop because next week, Uh, I think that is the conversation that we will be having with our next guest. Um, And so if you are listening to this podcast, first of all, we really, really appreciate it. We love getting together. We love talking with you. We love um, coming up with things that we feel would be really good for you to hear. But if you have questions or if you have comments or ideas for what you'd like to hear us talk about on the pod, um, please for sure reach out to us via email or phone number. Those details are coming up and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Dance Through the Lens. We hope you enjoyed this episode and found valuable insights to support your dancer's journey. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the future, please reach out. You can leave us a message at 912-376-9184 or email us at Hello at WhitneyCollinsPhotography.com. We'll be back next week with more advice, stories, and inspiration to keep you and your dancer moving forward.